fresh bread from Candy's Kitchen. I hope you come with a hungry appetite for some fresh bread from the Word of the Lord. Today we are going to talk about sewing. S-E-W-I-N-G. Yes, sewing. With a needle of some sort and some fabric. I personally cannot sew. And if my children were sitting here right now, they would say, Mom, you should not be doing any kind of podcast about sewing because you are not a seamstress. You see, when our two girls were younger, if they had something that needed to be sewn and they would bring it to me, I would always say, go see your dad because he could sew a little bit. Me, I cannot. I would even, when the girls got patches from brownies and Girl Scouts, I would just pin those patches on their, on their little vests. And now I'm really ashamed that I did that. I should have found somebody that could sew, uh, but I didn't. And please don't feel so bad at me right now because I'm feeling bad for myself. But I can't sew. I never wanted to sew. I don't know why I don't like sewing. My daughter now is, is a fabulous seamstress, but... But she did not get it from her mother. And maybe, well, maybe she did because maybe she looked at me pitifully and said, you know, I'm, I am not going to be my mother. I don't, I don't know. I had no desire to learn to sew. Probably because I'm too, too hyper and uh, sewing looks like it takes a lot of patience and that I don't have. So now that I've rattled on uh, for a little bit about sewing, we're going to talk about somebody that could sew that's in the Bible. It's a seamstress, evidently a seamstress extraordinaire. The seamstress in the Bible, her name is Tabitha in Aramaic, and her name is Dorcas in the Greek. So I just call her Tabitha Dorcas. What we know about her is that she is a certain disciple. So if she's a disciple, she is a disciple of Jesus. She is patterning her life after him. And um, the Bible says that she's full of good works, always doing something, something kind, something good for somebody. And she is full of good works and alms deeds, which she is very charitable. Now, Dorcas Tabitha lived in a place called... Joppa. So what do we know about Joppa? Joppa was a coastal town. It was a seaport on the Mediterranean Sea in location. It was about 35 miles northwest of Jerusalem. And in our world today, it would be part of Tel Aviv. It was a walled city. And it was built on a high rocky ledge overlooking the sea. And it's that rocky ledge overlooking the sea that really plays a part in the story. So Dorcas lived in this area where there were a lot of rocks. There were a lot of rocks in the ocean. Uh, And so it's a seaport, and so there's a lot of uh, ships coming and going. But I would imagine there was also a lot of fishing boats, probably not unlike the time of Jesus when you had Peter, James, and John, they all had fishing boats. The problem was 
that these boats or ships would oftentimes hit these rocky uh, places in the water. I remember going to Oregon actually a couple different times, one of the most beautiful uh, states that I've ever been in. Uh, but we went to this particular beach, I don't remember the name of it, but there were these huge rock formations out in the water. And it was, it was so unique and so fascinating, so different than a Florida beach that I was, that I was used to. But I can imagine, and every time I read this story in the Bible, I think of that in Oregon and think if a big wind would come up and your boat would, would hit those rocks at a wrong, uh, at or in a wrong location on your boat, and maybe you get thrown overboard and you hit your head on the rock and you say, I'm being exaggerated. No, I don't think I am. Because in this story, there's a story of a lot of widows. And so I have to think that there's a lot of widows because there are a lot of husbands and dads that had lost their life at sea with the treacherous rocky formations in the sea. So we're going to talk about widows, but what do we know about widows? Now, I think last week I actually, I, I referred to it and I don't know if uh, that's somehow stuck in my brain or if it's the Lord really wanting to talk to us. I'm hoping it's the Lord really wanting to talk to us because widows were generally speaking probably very poor people widows women could not go out and just find a job like we can today you could women can go out and find a job in pretty much any industry you want to there's you know our our gender female gender doesn't stop us from having jobs but back in bible times that's not the way it was. So these women would have been left to fend for themselves, to try to scrounge around to find food, to, to get clothing, unless they had, you know, maybe a son, an older son or somebody that would take care of them. It was not a good thing to become a widow. And so we have all these widows, and I can't help but think that it's because of this fishing industry and a lot of death that happens because of this rocky area. But we have a lot of widows. We have a lot of poor people. And so what we see is this lady, this uh, certain disciple that's full of good works and alms deeds, this Dorcas Tabitha, who was good at sewing, she was a good seamstress. She was not like me. Uh, but she looked at these people and she had a heart for them. She had a compassion in her for these people that, that one day they find out they're on their own. And so she would make garments. She would sew for them. She would make coats for them. And they appreciated it. They, they loved her. 
they loved her because she loved them and she had compassion on them and she did what she could do for them. People that are in real need appreciate people that truly love and have compassion for them. And so Dorcas was this great example of works and love and charity. But as our story goes, Dorcas passes away. We don't know how she passed away. We don't know what happened to her. But we know that the widows whose lives had been impacted greatly by Dorcas Tabitha, they were up in arms. They were grieving. And I know people grieve at every death, but this was, this was more. They were out of control grieving, so much so that they send two men to get Simon Peter, who happened to be in a town very close in Lydda, and they ask him to please come. Now, I have no idea why they were getting Simon Peter to come. I don't, maybe they were hoping he could raise her from the dead. But maybe they were also saying, Peter, come, because we don't know how to deal with all these people that are so very upset over the death of Dorcas, Tabitha. So Simon Peter goes with them. And when he gets there to the house, these people begin, these widows begin to show him all of these coats that she's made. They show him all of the garments that she made while she was with them. And you can just feel their heart here. And so Peter, he, he just says, everybody go away. And he kneels down and he prays right at the body. And he says, Tabitha, arise. And she opens her eyes and she sees Peter and she sits up. And this is where I really want to go. It says, he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. When he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. I looked at that. I've looked at that through the years. And I've asked myself, are these two separate groups of people? Does he present Tabitha to the saints, and then there's a separate group of just widows that are not saints. And then it goes to my mind and my heart, and I'm looking at this, and I'm going, oh, no wonder these people are so distressed. She took care of people that were not even saints. She took care of people that were on the streets maybe scavenging through who knows what to try to find something to eat. She took care of those widows, not just people in the church, but she took care of people outside the church. She used the gift that she had perfected, that gift of sowing, to bless those not only saints, but the widows 
doesn't call the widows the saints. And I think it's two separate groups. So remember, it's the widows that are telling Simon Peter when he first comes. She's dead. What are we going to do? Look at these coats. Look at all the stuff that she's done for us. And so I'm looking at this story going, wow. Dorcas Tabitha is what all of us should be. Now, I'm not talking about being a seamstress. I am not a seamstress. And that attribute of the Proverbs 31 woman, no, that is not me. And it's probably not you. Well, some of you it will be. But all of us have talents that the Lord has put in us or talents that we have, we have worked at throughout our lives. The question is, do we ever really think about using those talents not just for the saints, but for those outside the church? You see, when we show compassion and we show love to those that maybe don't even have a relationship with the church, we're doing the work of the master. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you that this hit me this week with this story. Jesus in John chapter 4 has been talking with the Samaritan woman and after she has figured out that he's the Messiah, she goes back into the town to tell people about him and Jesus talks then to his 12 apostles. And he says to them, Say not ye, or don't say there are four months and then comes harvest. And I'm sure he's, he's talking about the natural harvest that would be taking place probably in four months. But he said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. What was the white already to harvest? It was people. It was the Samaritan woman the woman that wasn't in church, the woman that felt rejected, the woman that felt unloved. She was part of that harvest. I have a feeling that the harvest is going to be people that we see and that we reach for with something that we have where we can touch them and they will have they will have a sense of, wow, that person, there's something different about that person. That person's not wanting something from me, but that person is really showing me love. Jesus says in another place, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. I've always looked at that scripture and I've just thought about, I'm going to pray so the Lord will call more preachers to go here, there, and yon. He'll call more missionaries to go to this country and that country. Pray that the Lord would send more evangelists to go across our nation. Lord, send more teachers to go out and do this and that. And I always, that's what I thought. But this week, I feel like the Lord has just kind of shown me the laborers in the harvest are not just preachers. The laborers in the harvest or Tabitha Dorcas that just looks at somebody that has a need 
and loves on them. You see, what happens at the end of this story? After Tabitha Dorcas comes back to life, Scripture says, It was known throughout all Joppa. I guarantee you it was. And it says, And many believed in the Lord. My guess is that many that believed in the Lord were those that had been touched by Tabitha Dorcas, by her sewing a coat or sewing a robe for someone. You see, she reached out just because she loved. And they had been touched by her. But then, when she was raised from the dead, they were touched by the supernatural power of God. And they put the two things together. I want to be found loving someone, helping somebody that truly is in need, helping somehow if I have whatever it takes to help them. I feel like the Lord is just saying, open your eyes. Maybe raking that old lady's leaves. (laughs) It's going to happen here real soon. Maybe if you see somebody that can't do it and you do it, Maybe it will show a love of God that when they really need him, you'll be able to show them the power of God. You see, I think that it's our love for them that precedes them seeing the power. Not always, but oftentimes. Dorcas Tapitha taught me something very special this week. And that is, I can take what I have and love on somebody and draw them to Christ. That is my prayer for me, and that is my prayer for you. Don't say, ah, in a few months we're going to have harvest because it looks like the Lord's getting ready to come. No, 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 no. I say to you, lift up your eyes. Look in your neighborhood, for they are white, already to harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers, that's you, that's me, into his harvest. Help us to open our eyes and see what Jesus sees and ask him, to deal with us on how we can reach the lost with love. Dorcas Tabitha was full of good works and alms deeds. That was works, but it came out of her faith in Jesus Christ. May my faith in Jesus Christ produce good works and alms deeds. Take out your notebook and just write in there, Lord, what would you have me to do today? Help me to look at the grocery store. Maybe, I, maybe I'm going to pay for somebody that, that doesn't really have enough money to buy anything. I don't know. Just open our eyes, Jesus.
and write that down. Lord, I, I want to be a willing vessel. Lord, make me a Tabitha Dorcas, but please don't make me learn how to sew. God's going to use us in this last day. He's going to have a harvest. I want to be somebody that loves on somebody, that when they come in contact with the power of God, they put the two things together, and they, in turn, believe on the Lord and become a disciple themselves. God bless you. Have a good day is my prayer.